Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again. Yes, I know everybody's favorite, the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. It's burned into your head. Don't let another day go by without getting prepared. We've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, we're going to have Peter Schiff today. We're, we're going to have, we had a bunch more economic reports out as well. We're trying to try to cover it all for you like we always do. The website at allamericangold.com. That's where you go out and keep yourself comfortably disturbed. Uh, uh, we got Facebook now. We got Twitter. We got YouTube. I mean, we got everything. It's all out there. Uh, now the best way for you to uh, interact with the show, if you have questions, you don't understand something we talked about, go to Facebook. Post the question there, and, and we'll get to it. Uh, I know it's just—it's so convenient anymore. Uh, we podcast our shows. You can listen. You can go to our website for the podcast. You can go to Facebook for it. Uh, I think it's even on Twitter. I mean, yeah, we, it's all over on YouTube. I mean, wh- wherever we can put it, we've tried to put it there for you to keep you all comfortably disturbed out there. Uh, man, I will say this. Yesterday was probably the busiest day we've had all year. Uh, and which is great because it's been a tough year, uh, and I appreciate it. Uh, it was uh, really quite overwhelming, and I'm going to tell you. So my wife is filling in for Arlene. Arlene had surgery. Uh, by the way, she's she's still recuperating. Uh, probably be back right after Thanksgiving. But you know, it was hectic, and I was you know we were selling the the silver quarters and the walking liberty half dollars and and i was trying to keep track of you know how much we sold and hadn't sold and how much is left and and because you know we didn't want to oversell because we just can't replace them and i was putting it all together and and after this show and we had all kinds of people coming and going and buying and this and that and the other and and we were trying to figure out where we were at and the the bags that the walkers are in, someone had wrote in, in like a big, uh, like a Sharpie, you know, 500 on it. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, there's 500 halves in that bag and 500 halves in that bag. And what ended up happening was the 500 wasn't how many half dollars. It was 500 face which means there's really a thousand in each bag. So long story short is we had 50 more rolls because there's two bags that had that on there. And I just, you know, I'm an idiot. It was busy. I, it was chaotic. You know, and I started to think, you know, when I first met my wife, I had hair and I was skinny. Now I'm fat. I don't have hair. And now I'm an idiot on top of it. She's thinking she probably won the lottery. Uh, so we had 50 rolls more than I thought. If you called at the wrong time yesterday, uh, we said that we had sold out. Uh, as of right now, by the time we corrected the error, I still have 40 rolls of the half dollars, and these are the Walking Liberty silver, junk silver half dollars, the Walking Liberties 
uh, from 1915 to 1947. I've only got 40 left because uh, we figured it out, and then we started selling some more again yesterday. Uh, there's 40 rolls of that left, which is nothing. It's like 5,200 bucks. I got 40 rolls of the Walking Liberty half dollars. Uh, the silver quarter rolls, where you get 40 silver quarters in a roll, those are at 125. By the way, uh, silver's up again today. Those silver quarter rolls are now uh, 38 cents over spot. The, the Walking Liberties are less than a dollar over spot. Uh, I've only got 27 of those left. So if you want the silver part, uh, the, I got about $3,375 worth of quarters, $5,200 worth of Walking Liberty half dollars. We'll get to some gold. I got some gold for today. We'll get to that later. Uh, but, but again... It, I apologize if you were one of those unfortunate people. I, you know, we don't take your number. We don't try to harass you. So I didn't have any way to call these people back. Uh, but, but nonetheless, this is it. Uh, you have to call today. I don't have it online uh, because I, I just can't oversell them. So you do have to call today. I apologize, but that's just how it has to work. Uh, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Before we get to Peter Schiff bunch of economic data. We had first-time jobless claims uh, up 10,000, and for jobless claims, it was more than they were hoping for. Uh, 249,000 people lined up in the auto or in the unemployment line for the first time. We had industrial production, still pretty good numbers there, uh, more hurricane stuff in that one, so we're, we're, we're not quite sure. we got to wait for next month to see uh, exactly how that piece of it's going to work out. And then uh, we had import prices. In the last couple of days, we've talked about the PPI and then the CPI, right, with the producer price index, the consumer price index. Uh, that's the inflation part. Uh, the import price is the third piece of that. Uh, that came in way under. Uh, so, you know, we had a spike in the producer and consumer price index. Today, the import prices said, yeah, nah, that's just kind of an anomaly. Uh, and that was actually about half of what was expected. So we kind of really got another one of those mixed bags. Uh, the jobless claims number was, I guess, hot for the new way of, you know, for the new uh, jobs market out there, it was unexpectedly up 10,000. We had good news on industrial production uh, and, and, I guess, bad news on the import prices. Oh, and then the Philly Fed follows the New York Fed, too, also down. Uh, so that's all the economic data. Listen, it's going to be a really good show today talking about what comes next. Peter Schiff, when we get back. Pinto Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Uh, sir, just got off the phone. So uh, 31 rolls of the Walking Liberty half dollars. That's it. You just aren't going to find Walking Liberties anymore. Uh, and at that price, it's, it's incredible. If you go to our website, you'll see we're already back to regular. Our regular price on rolls of half dollars is 150 bucks. So... It's a $20 savings. It works out if you're like, hey, what's that workout per ounce? Right? What's, what, what do we got there? If you, if you took a blowtorch to either the, the Liberty, the Walking Liberty half dollars or the silver quarters, you're going to get 7.15 ounces of silver. 
So you're going to be buying the, the half dollars essentially at $18.18 an ounce. Right now, silver is up a dozen, 12, well, 12 cents, <laughs> not a dozen bucks, 12 cents, uh, 17.10. Okay, so you're looking at what? Not, now we're down to 98 cents over spot there. The quarters, you know, they're 125 bucks. That's $17.48. Uh, so now you're down to, what, 38 cents over spot on the quarter. So I got uh, 31 rolls on the Walking Liberty half dollars, 27 rolls on the silver quarters at 800-951-0592. Uh, I, I've got to get this in before we get to Peter Schiff. Yesterday, and this was in Europe, and listen, this is you got to pay attention to everything. I've been telling you and I've been warning you about how they're boxing us in, right? They, they're slowly encircling your wealth. They're encircling all of our wealth. The solution to, to too big to fail, just so you're clear, so you understand what the real solution was, take the money from the depositors. If the bank is a systemic risk, we're going to take the money from the depositors. That's, I mean, that's really what they decided. Then I warned you about what was going on in the money markets, in your IRAs, in your 401Ks, where now, whenever they decide, they can just say, you cannot sell. Yeah, I want out. No. But the market's going down. I'm losing all my money. Too bad. Those are all laws now. Don't take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. Here's something that you know, nothing gets past us. And, and i got to give uh, Ramon a ton of credit. This is out on our website, so you can research it yourself. The ECB, which is the European Central Bank, proposed removing the deposit insurance on bank deposits. And again, remember, I've been telling you, that, the, that deposit insurance is a bunch of phony baloney. I mean, they can say it's a million dollars. Heck, they can say it's $10 million. It doesn't. They don't have the money. And what I mean by that is 90% of all the deposits are like in 10 or 20 banks. And I think if you take like the big five, you get like 70 plus percent are just in five. But you get about 90% of all the deposits, I think, in the, in the biggest 10 or 20 banks here in the U.S. So all the money's essentially in one little place. If any of them went under, the FDIC doesn't have the money. They got twenty, thirty billion dollars in that insurance fund. Right? These banks have, you know, trillion dollars worth of deposits. Do the math. It doesn't work. The ECB wants to make it so that if any EU bank fails, the individuals that keep their savings in the bank lose everything. And listen, they've already laid the groundwork. Right? If you think, oh, well, you know, they'll let me keep the first 250 nah, nah. A paper published by the European Central Bank's banking supervision website. The proposed was following, was, was, the, the following was proposed. Covered deposits and claims under investment compensation schemes should be replaced by limited discretionary exemptions 
to be granted by the competent authority in order to re- to retain a degree of flexibility. Well, that sounds pretty fancy. <laughs> Covered deposits and claims under investor compensation schemes should be replaced by limited discretionary exemptions to be granted by competent authority in order to retain a degree of flexibility. Okay, what does that mean? And the answer really is simple. They want to do away with deposit insurance and go to the, hey, you know what? We're going to decide how much you get. Your bank just went under, and we're going to decide, you know what? The the And my guess would be they'll allow, hey, so-and-so business, we're going to leave your deposits alone. Uh, so-and-so city government, your deposits are fine. Uh, you regular folk, yeah, we're going to take it from there. I mean, that's really what they're asking to do. Uh, read about it. We'll talk more about it, and I apologize. I just had other things planned today. Uh, we will definitely talk about this again tomorrow. Uh, but if you want to go out to All American Gold today, uh, I believe, and Ramon, correct me if I'm wrong, that's our lead article. Is that right? I believe so, yes, sir. Yeah, that, that is our lead article today. Uh, go ahead and, and check it out for yourself. Uh, but right now, I want to get to Peter Schiff. Uh, he is also, one of these rare days, we're going to talk about two things on our website. Uh, let's start playing, and I want to set this up. He was on Watchdog America. And I've been trying to get you to understand what is coming, okay? What you need to get ready for. And sometimes it does help to hear somebody else say it. And it'll, you know, and, and Peter has a very good way of being very blunt and direct, very simple. Don't be fooled. They want to act like all of these things are so complex. They only do that to try to hide what the truth is. Let, let, let's just get started. Ramon, let's play Peter Schiff. Well, first of all, you know, I predicted a lot more than just the stock market going down back then. I mean, I, I predicted the, the financial crisis, but more importantly, I predicted what the government would do as a result of the financial crisis and what the consequences of that would be, because that's where we're headed. You know, the, the real crash that I wrote about, you know, in, in my, my most recent book is still coming. You see, what happened was the Federal Reserve inflated a bubble uh, in the 1990s under Alan Greenspan. And that bubble popped in 2001, and then Greenspan reached back into the same bag of tricks. And he had to cut interest rates even more. He had to go down to 1%, and he left them there for over a year and normalized them very slowly. But he did get rates back up above 5%. But in the interim years, he inflated a massive uh, housing bubble, along with reflating the stock market bubble. And when that popped, uh, we ushered in the 08 financial crisis, which would have been a lot deeper, and the stock market's decline far more substantial, again, had the Fed not intervened, just like it did last time. And so uh, they inflated a much bigger bubble. So this is the third gigantic bubble that the Fed has inflated. And when this one pops, it's not going to be the third, uh, you know, the third time's the charm. It's going to be three strikes, you're out, because I think that this bubble is too big to pop. I think it's the mother of all bubbles, and when it bursts, there is not a bigger one that the Fed is going to be able to inflate 
uh, to mask these problems. I mean, meaning that we can't kick the can down the road anymore. We're gone. We're going to have to deal with these problems. And I think the problem that we're going to be confronted with is going to be much worse than a, a financial crisis. It is going to be a dollar crisis, and it is going to be a sovereign debt crisis, where the bonds that people are worried about are not some subprime mortgage that some guy you know borrowed money to buy a house he couldn't afford. It's going to be the U.S. government that people are worried about, and the the uh, the solvency of the government and the treasury bonds. Because if there's a dollar crisis and people are worried about the dollar, the only thing worse than owning a dollar today is owning the promise to be paid a dollar in the future. So if there's a dollar crisis, there is a bond crisis. And that is going to be profoundly uh, more impactful on the U.S. economy, on the average American, than what happened in 2008. Uh, you have a house in Puerto Rico, and this is not a, uh, a hopefully your house is still there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's there. Okay, you know, so, it's, so you know all about the debt problem down there. $874 billion, they defaulted on the debt. And I, I wanted you to comment on this, that Donald Trump said, you know, we have to wipe that out, that $74 billion in debt. Are we going to have a carnival of default and inflation? Is that what you're... So you, and not, not every bond's going to be liquefied and, and inflated. Remote, I mean, stop, you know, take it, stop it right there. So, so just I want to real quick just highlight some things Peter was talking about, right? They, they played this card, right, the reinflate card, and they played it multiple times, right? And every time, things don't get as good as they used to be, right? The recoveries aren't as robust. Uh, things don't feel as good. More and more Americans fall out of the middle class. Right, and of course, this last one, uh, he's saying, hey, listen, this is because it doesn't get bigger because he's talking about now defaults, defaults by nation. Right, talking about, hey, you, you don't have a bubble bigger than the bond bubble. Right, there's, you, you, we've, we've essentially blown up a bubble that, you know what, there, you don't reinflate from. There's, no, there's nothing bigger than that. And then they mentioned, Puerto Rico, right now, now just you know, think logically here. Puerto Rico's default. They're like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's Puerto Rico. We, we just won't talk a lot about it. Not only have they defaulted on seventy some billion dollars worth of bonds, but they probably need what at least seventy billion more to even rebuild that country. Now we heard this week Venezuela defaulted. Right, and again, they're trying to say, "Oh, you know, well, you know, it's Venezuela. Don't worry, it's, it's going to be fine because you know we got tax cuts coming." Right? Understand what it is that has really happened. Okay, all of these countries, and they're all the same. Right, they've all been riding the debt bubble, and it's bursting. It burst in Puerto Rico. It's now burst in Venezuela, and they try to pretend. Oh well, you know, those are one off. No. Right? Just like we said, listen, it wasn't going to end with Cyprus. It wasn't going to end with Greece. It's not going to end with Puerto Rico. It's not going to end with Venezuela. Go ahead, Ramon. Let's, let's, let's see where we go next. You're taking the chops, right? Well, when you borrow money that you can't repay, default is inevitable. The only question is the form of the default. Now, when Trump was talking about wiping out Puerto Rican debt, it was basically where Puerto Rico would just not repay the loans, where the bondholders were just not going to get their money back, literally, that Puerto Rico wasn't going to pay, they're going to default. And that has to happen. Uh, and, of course, 
Puerto Rico couldn't pay even before the hurricane. Now, after the hurricane, you know, it, it's even more impossible. But on a broader topic of wiping out debt, that is what is going to happen to all U.S. Treasury bonds. It's all going to get wiped out. But I don't think it's going to get wiped out the way Puerto Rican debt is. I don't think that we have the courage to default, to admit to our creditors that we don't have the money and we can't repay. I think we'll create all the money that we need so that we can pretend to repay. But what we end up doing is wiping out the debt with inflation, meaning you get your money back, but you don't get your purchasing power back because your money loses its value. So the debt's going to get wiped out. It's only a question of how. And people have to protect themselves. We're, we're coming up on the break. We'll stop it right there. So I want you to think about what Peter said, right? Because we have a printing press. But Puerto Rico doesn't. Venezuela doesn't. At least not a press where those anybody wants that debt or that money. Now you think about what the ECB wrote in their little meeting about bank deposits who's going to take the losses right who who owns the losses whether it be puerto rican debt venezuelan debt whether it be the pensions uh the cities and the states and all of that who owns that the answer is the bank the banks aren't gonna right the banks they'll go under no wonder why they're now talking about getting rid of 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 the FDIC insurance. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back with more Peter Schiff after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. When the Democratic minority leaders of the House and Senate emerged from the White House in September, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi claimed that President Trump had agreed to a deal that would protect so-called dreamers from deportation. The media spin implied that Trump has a soft spot for the illegal aliens who, we're told, were brought to our country as children through no fault of their own. But, in fact, no deal was reached as the White House soon clarified. Trump later told reporters that, we're not looking at citizenship for dreamers, and on Twitter he insisted that chain migration cannot be allowed to be part of any legislation on immigration. The dreamers are not children, as globalist opponents of border security often pretend. Those in favor of open borders can often be heard referring to dreamers as kids, when typically they're adults in their 20s or even older. Back home in San Francisco during congressional recess, Nancy Pelosi held a press conference at which she intended to introduce a carefully selected group of sympathetic dreamers. Much to her dismay, she was confronted with a mob of 60 angry illegal aliens who feared they would not qualify for the dreamer deal with Trump. You're not helping the cause, Pelosi pleaded to the mob of undocumented youth who shouted her down. Just stop it now, she declared to the liberal protesters who can never be appeased. In the age of Trump, Pelosi knows that any hope of a deal depends on persuading the public that a handful of sympathetic young people are typical of the millions of illegal immigrants. All of us or none of us, the rioters chanted for nearly an hour. 
The mob scene in San Francisco should have been enough to discredit any DACA deal, but even worse was what happened the same day at the federal courthouse a few blocks away from where Pelosi was prevented from speaking. There, famous left-wing Harvard Law professor Lawrence Tribe filed a massive lawsuit against President Trump claiming that he has no right to phase out the DACA program. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Connecting all the dots, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 it's It really is amazing. Uh, the Dow's been down big the last few days. Today it's better. Now it's up 175 points. Walmart, yes, we're going to do real good, Walmart said. And I believe it. It's Walmart, and when things aren't so great, Walmart does real well. Uh, they raised their forecast. Uh, for the rest of the year as well. Let's face it, between them and Amazon putting just about everybody else out of business. Uh, bad news out of Victoria's Secrets today. You know, that's kind of what happens, right? When all the other stores in the malls close, you're probably going to start struggling as well. Uh, same store sales uh, fell way more than expected today at L Brands, which is uh, Victoria's Secrets. Uh, we're down now. This we're, we're right at the very end here. Uh, we got 20 rolls of the Walker half dollars left uh, at $130. And again, and I said it yesterday, I said that it, especially yesterday when I knew they were all Walkers, you can't let this go by. Don't do it. Uh, at least, you know, put at least one away because you, you're probably, it's going to, you know, I've been doing this, what, almost 15 years, never seen 3,000 Walkers in my whole life. I mean, when when I probably seen in all the junk bags of half dollars we've dealt with over 15 years, I maybe may, if I counted every one of them up, maybe you got to a thousand. You know, maybe two. You know, maybe maybe you had one full bag altogether over 15 years. So uh, take the time, put some of those away. Of course, if you're looking at, hey, I just want the best price per ounce I can get on silver. That's the rules of silver quarters. Uh, there's 20 of those left as well. Go figure. It's 2020. Where's Hugh Down? Uh, those are at 125 on the quarters, 130 on the roll of hats. But I want to get back to Peter Schiff. So think about the things that have happened since they quote unquote fixed it. Okay. So we we keep having these debt bubbles. They keep popping. They reinflate, and now they've kind of inflated the big bubble of them all. And you know. The old uh, three strikes you're out thing, according to Peter Schiff, and I, and I agree. I don't know what's bigger than the bond bubble. I mean, think about you know we've got twenty trillion, but the Federal Reserve's got four and a half trillion. Uh, but that that's just you know our country, right? Japan's got five or six trillion, and and this you know it, it's massive, massive. And now we're starting to see these countries default, and now. Uh, the answer to too big to fail was let's put it on the depositors. Now all of a sudden they try to sneak one by the ECB. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should just get rid of this deposit insurance because, you know, we can't afford it. These banks can't afford it. They're insolvent. We don't want to bail them out. Right? These countries are broke. 
hey, we can't afford to bail out, uh, you know, one of the big banks out there, right? Barclays goes under. We can't bail them out. Deutsche Bank goes under. We can't bail. We don't have the money to bail them out. We, we got to go back to the old way, right? We got to go back. Remember 1933 when they shut the banks, right? Well, that's, that's kind of the things that they're talking about now. And then you think about that. And then you put it into context about what Peter's talking about, and you kind of understand what it is that they're trying to get ready for. Let's go back uh, more with Peter Schiff. Uh, you were trying to, you said in, a, in a, the pre-interview, you said that, you know, I'm trying to get the piano player out of this party. I'm trying to get the waiters and the waitstaff, the little people. They're going to get creamed. Explain. Well, you, you had asked me a question about how much debt we could have. You know, you were talking to my wife, and uh, you, you said, hey, we got $20 trillion in debt. You know, why can't we go to 35 trillion? Why can't we go to 40 trillion? What, you know, why can't we just continue to increase the national debt? And, and what my point was when you said, you asked me, you know, how high can the debt go? And I said, I don't know. You know, you don't know. It reminds me of the old adage about how many straws can you put on a, on a camel's back? You don't know until you put that final straw that's one too many and then you break his back. So, you know, can we go to 25 trillion? Maybe. But can we go to 30 trillion? We're not going to know. At some point, we're going to break the back of the camel with all this debt. And then we're going to find out how much debt we can pile on. And it's not going to be pretty because then we're going to have a crisis. I mean, it's much better if you get a handle on the debt yourself instead of, you know, waiting for a market driven event. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Now put together Alan Greenspan's warning when they asked him about the tax cuts and he said hey we shouldn't be cutting taxes we got a debt problem we need to get our hand we need to get a handle on it this is what we need to be worried about right we don't need to be worried about taxes we need to be worried about what this debt is doing right so all the signs and again remember they don't see anything oh these bubbles are so hard to see (laughs) they're the most obvious thing, right? And I liken it to, you know, the really smart people. So I've got, uh, you know, I'm probably the least smartest of my, i got three brothers, right? I'm the dumb one, right? My, uh, the smartest of the brothers, you know, he was really, really book smart. And my youngest son, he, he's super smart. He, he knows the answers to things that, you know, normal people just don't know. Why? I don't know. He just does. Or my other son, he's got to study real hard. But do you notice these people have no common sense? Right? They can be super and super intelligent, and yet they've got no common sense. They can't understand what is happening right in front of their face. And this is exactly what it is that you need to get ready for. And I love the analogy about the camel's back. How much debt is too much? At what point does it go the other way? And I thought Peter's answer was brilliant, which is, hey, we don't really know. Right? But here's when you know, right, when that you put one straw too many on and you broke the back of the camel. And that's why I keep saying, how did we go bankrupt? Well, it was real gradual at first. And then it was suddenly. Right? That's how this works. Uh, back to Peter Schiff is going to do that. Nobody wants to leave the party early. They want to stay there until the police come to break it up. 
right? And when the police come to break up the party, they take everybody, right, including that piano player, and the piano player is my client. I want to make sure that my guys are not playing the piano in that party when, when the cops come and raid it because everybody is going to lose. Everybody is going to get wiped out who's been partying in the stock market, particularly in the bond market, in the real estate market. The dollar is going to tank, and purchasing power is going to get wiped out. So I want my clients to be out of harm's way. That's why I've been investing, and I continue to invest for people around the world in countries that I believe to be relative safe havens, uh, you know, uh, rel- you know, you know, relative to a lot of other countries, not just the United States, but countries where I think the currencies will appreciate relative to the dollar or other currencies, hard assets, gold. I mean, I'm doing what I can because you don't know exactly when it's going to happen. You just know that it's going to happen, and you better be prepared in advance because if you're not prepared in advance, you know, you're going to be in that paddy wagon with everybody else. Uh, break coming up here. Uh, the very last of the half dollars and the quarters. When we get back, I do have some gold. We're going to empty the vaults out today. I've got some gold. Uh, we'll talk about the gold stuff next. So if you're like, hey, I'm tired of the silver part, give me some gold. Uh, we'll try to do that for you next. And then we'll try to wrap up with Peter Schiff. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Pedro Radio News Hour. Before we finish with Peter Schiff. Uh, there's one, two lines open. Uh, I don't know how many are left uh, on the quarters or the the walking libs. Whatever Sarah tells you, buy them. Uh, really, it's just that simple. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I told you we're we're just cleaning out the vault here. So I've got seven American gold eagles. These are one ounce American gold eagles. Uh, these. Uh, one, uh, a couple of them came out of an IRA on a mandatory selling, right? When you get seven and a half, you have to sell. Uh, another one was uh, one individual uh, was selling the rest of them back to us. I've got seven of them. Right now, the, the, uh, you're going to be looking at $50 over spot at 1330 for a one-ounce American Gold Eagle. I've got seven of those. So if you're like, hey, I want my best price per ounce on on a gold on gold, uh, I got seven gold eagles. I've got two Krugerrands uh, from a, a customer of ours, longtime customer. Uh, I got two Krugerrands, and those are going to be at thirteen twenty. So those even forty dollars over spot. Uh, but I only got two of those. I've got seven of the gold eagles. I'll give you guys an opportunity uh, to buy them. Uh, from us, if not, I'll sell them back to to the bullion bank. But if you want to take advantage and say, "Hey, I want as much gold as I can get, as cheaply as I can," here's an opportunity: two Krugerrands, thirteen twenty-seven gold eagles uh, at thirteen thirty. I was going to sell libs today, but I sold them yesterday, so I had some libs out of that estate. Uh, but a customer came in yesterday and bought them all uh, before I could even run them on the air. Uh, but our toll-free number: eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And really connecting the dots today. We're, 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 we're looking at what the ECB was talking about, getting rid of the deposit insurance with the banks. Of course, the reason behind it, you, you start thinking about what Alan Greenspan was saying, now Peter Schiff coming out and saying, hey, this bubble, right? We're putting a lot of straw on the back. How can it get to 25? Maybe. Can it get to 30? And I'm telling you, it's going to 40. There's, there, and there's nothing we can do about it. That's a mathematical fact. 
I mean, unless we decide to take Social Security and Medicare and cut those benefits in half and double taxes on everybody, that's what's going to happen. You need to be prepared. You know, and he's in his analogy, hey, it's like being at the at the party. I guess it would be a high school party, I guess, right? Uh, or you're underage drinking, right, and you're partying, and it's great. No one wants to leave. It's getting out of control. You know, people are, are starting to do crazy things, and stuff's getting broken, and it's a great time. And then all of a sudden the cops show up, right, and they haul everybody in. And you want to make sure you're out of that party before the cops show up. Ramon, let's finish with Peter. Uh, what do you say to people, and I get this all the time on my site, was, uh, well, we, you, I guess we should admit by now, we missed a lot of fantastic gains in the markets. And, I, you know, what I want to say is, well, you, I, then you should admit you're playing uh, in a rigged game where there's no real markets, where the Fed is intervening uh, all the time. Uh, you're basically in a criminal enterprise, basically, with, a, you know, the, the, the program traders, you know, front-running all these trades. I mean, I was, somebody was telling me that J.P. Morgan has a computer that can, what, make millions of trades in a fraction of a yeah. second? I mean, it's Look, what? What is that? This, Greg, this is all part of the same trade, right? All the people that were partying in 1999, 2000, they didn't know what was going on. The bubble burst and the Fed bailed them out and the market went up again. And then the same old people had no idea, right? The financial crisis surprised everybody. It didn't surprise me. I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah, it did. was obvious to me what was going to happen. But the mainstream was blindsided by it. And guess what? The Federal Reserve bailed them out again. So even though they had no idea it was coming, look, all they had to do was hold on and hope, and their prayers were answered. And they think they're geniuses. Hey, just buy and hold. Look, it doesn't matter what happens, because even if we're wrong, the Fed's going to come and, and, and bail us out again. That's what I said earlier in the interview. I don't think it's going to work a third time. I think the amount of air they would have to blow to try to reflate this bubble would blow it to smithereens. In other words, like... They keep giving this artificial stimulus to the economy, but we would need so much. It would be like a drug addict having to take a, 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 so many, so much heroin to get high again that in the process they overdose. And an overdose of monetary stimulus is a currency crisis. So this bubble is so big, right? In order to blow it back up again, they would have to print so much money. The debt would have to skyrocket so much, rates would have to come down so much that the dollar would be destroyed. Remember, the reason the dollar rallied from 2013 through the end of 2015, I mean, it was up a little bit last year, but not much, and now it's starting to go down. But the reason it rallied was that everybody was convinced that the Fed's uh, uh, medicine worked, that the patient was healed, and that as a result, the Fed could withdraw all these emergency measures. They could normalize interest rates, they could shrink their balance sheet, and the dollar rose on anticipation of all that stuff happening. Meanwhile, interest rates have not risen nearly as much as traders believe. The balance sheet hasn't shrunk really at all, despite all the talk about shrinking it. And we are very close to another recession. I mean, I believe that we would already be in recession today had Hillary Clinton won the election. But since Trump won, there has been an outburst of optimism, you know, enthusiasm, which I think is unwarranted. But nonetheless, it may have delayed the onset of that recession by a year or two. But when that recession comes, uh, Donald Trump has already made sure he made sure he appointed or he nominated Jay Powell 
to replace uh, uh, Janet Yellen. So no hard money, more of the same, money printing, bubble blowing. He's got his boy at, you know, in charge now of Republican Janet Yellen. And the next time the economy turns down, uh, then the printing presses are coming out. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're done with Peter Schiff. We got one segment left. We'll be back right after the break. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Just cleaning it all up here today. I want to want to get it all ready to go. We got Thanksgiving coming up. I got this is all stuff that's here. We got I want everything out, everything out of here before Thanksgiving, and have it all all nice and shiny and spick and span, and nobody has to worry about it. Uh, we had seven one ounce. American Gold Eagles, we still have them. They're $50 over spot. I mean, that's what, $40, $45 savings there, right? They're thirteen thirty. Seven of those. We got two Krugerrands at thirteen twenty. dollars uh, You know, you, you don't want a whole portfolio of it, but you know, the Krugerrand thing about the Krugerrand, when they closed the gold window in 71, you couldn't own gold in the United States until then. Right from thirty-three to seven, most people don't know that. From nineteen thirty-three to nineteen seventy-one, you couldn't go out and buy Krugerrands or Maple Leafs or gold bars. It was illegal. In seventy-one, when they opened, you know, when they closed the gold window, and you could own gold again, we didn't mint gold. You know, I always tell the story about the movie Lethal Weapon. Right, remember Mel Gibson and Joe Pesci, Danny Glover. Right? I don't know if you remember that movie or not, but that movie came out in 1983. We still didn't mint gold. That's why it was South African Krugerrands in that movie. A uh, little piece of history, maybe you want to pick one. Oh, and really, if you're more of the, hey, I want to buy the gold closest to the spot price, well, that's it. You, uh, I got two Krugerrands at 1320. I got seven gold eagles at 1330. And then we're down to a handful. I got, you know, Five, ten, eight rolls. I'm not even sure exactly exactly how many rolls. A half dollars at at 130. And remember, those half dollars are the walkers. Right? Those are the really old ones. You know, what, what I think is 1915 to 1947. Uh, and then the silver quarters. Which again, if you're looking, hey, I want the cheapest price per ounce on silver rolls. The silver quarters at 125 bucks at 800 951. Zero five nine two. I was trying to talk to my wife during the break, but she was on the phone. She said, it's so busy, I can't even do anything. Right? She's she's frustrated. Wendy's coming in. Wendy actually uh, is going to come in and help us. We, we are going to get on top of this. Uh, but don't let the, don't let it pass you by. Take advantage. Remember, think about what's happening, and and not what's on the news, because that's not what's real. Right? We can you know the tax cuts. That's a giveaway, right? That's the the, the extend and pretend uh, and all of those things. But now you see about what the ECB is doing, right? And remember, all of these things start the same way. They have their little meetings all by themselves. Nobody's in there. And somebody accidentally leaks something. Oh, hey, by the way, guess what they're talking about? Because they know. You think the ECB doesn't know what's going to happen? You think Janet, you know why? Why do you think Janet Yellen's been warning about, hey, listen, you can't count on us to keep bailing you out all the time. Right? She's trying to pretend like, no, no, they're wrong on it. We're going to raise them, right? And no one believes her. But here's the problem. Because, oh, you're not going to do that to us, Janet. You'll do. She knows. 
she's got, you know, they got the MIT mafia. They've got the data. We blew the last bubble we could blow. You know, you don't think I'm right? Look at uh, Ford Motor Credit, GMAC, Ally, whatever they are. Look at what they've done again. They're almost back to all-time record high default on subprime auto loans, right? They just do it all over again. 800-951-0592. Take the time. Place the call. You'll be glad you did. We got one more show before the end of the week, and then we're out of here early tomorrow. Everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. 